shucky ducky is the man would say. Aw, shucky ducky was a way for me to say, I am thrilled to be here. Why not just say that? Herman Cain. Herman Cain. Solutions for a better America. This is your host, Herman Cain. Thank you for joining us. Because you know, we're going to tell you the truth. We're going to give you the facts because we want you to be informed and inspired to help make this a better USA. Breaking news, breaking news every day with Herman Kane and the most connected man in Washington, Jamie Dupree. Hello, Jamie. Hey, Herman, how you doing, buddy? I have come from Boulder and gone down a little south on the west side of Denver, and I'm waiting outside an event where Ben Carson is going to be speaking in a few minutes to the news media before he holds a, uh, a larger event, sort of a rally here at a small religious school on the west side of Denver. And so uh, here we are, out on the trail right away after last night's debate, and I'd be interested to hear your rundown. I think pretty quick, I'll just sort of say to me, Rubio, one, Cruz, two, Christie, three, and then uh, probably the losers last night would be Jeb Bush and, of course, the CNBC debate mo- uh, debate moderators, Herman. <laughs> I think your assessment is right on with most of the people who have called into the show. Uh, do you think Rand Paul is going to be in, be around very long? You didn't yeah, mention I him. do, actually, Herman. I, I just think that you know he did not have a breakthrough moment last night. In fact, he had said he was going to mix it up, and then he didn't really do that. He should be on his way back to D.C. I don't know if he's right. gotten there already, uh, but he now wants to filibuster or at least try to this budget plan that's going to be on the floor of the Senate. Uh, you know That will probably get him more attention, actually, than what he was able to do last night in the debate. I think somebody told me that he had the, the smallest amount of speaking time last night. I think that's what I heard. Regardless, it was not a good night for him. But you asked me the, the question, will, will Rand Paul stick around and my answer is going to continue to be yes and it's going to be yes for a long time and I'll tell you why because I think he's running a fairly low budget operation and like his dad uh, he'll be able to live off the land and you know there I, I don't think that he'll be pushed out as quickly as some people might think but that that's just sort of my my gut feeling you know when I look at people like Rand Paul like uh, like Rick Santorum like Bobby Jindal like uh, George Pataki like Lindsey Graham they don't have a ton of money in it's not like the pressure that Scott Walker felt or frankly that Jeb Bush may be feeling today and Jeb Bush uh, tried to attack Rubio last night as you know which uh, did not work and I thought Rubio had an excellent comeback when he cited those other instances making it a non-issue so you know I think it was an act of des- desperation on the part of Jeb well, you know, it's uh, it was funny because in the press room, I think the feeling was right at the beginning. If you go back and listen to it, if you if you go back and watch the tape, I mean, it's a it's a very effective attack when it starts. Jeb Bush obviously had practiced for it. He he knew what he wanted to say, and it rolled off his tongue just fine. Where he ran into trouble was when Rubio was just as prepared, and Rubio <laughs> yeah. came right back at him. And the response of the crowd, I think that's the thing to listen to: the roar of the crowd when Rubio delivered his response to Bush. You just got the sense that Bush was deflated on the spot and. You know, I think it also is pretty telling, too, as to who Bush is going after. He's not going after Carson or Trump, the people at the top. He's going after Rubio, who's sort of in that tier number two. But frankly, if you look at some of the polling in recent days, Herman, uh, uh, you know, Jeb Bush is trailing Rubio in a lot of states. Yes. So, yeah, I think the, the conventional wisdom in the spin room and of the reporters, my colleagues, was that Bush tried, uh, but it didn't work out too well. It didn't. And... Um then you had the situation of uh, you know Mike Huckabee. He he sounded good. His answers are crisp and clear. But he also is running low on money. So I don't think he has the stand power of a of a Rand Paul relative to having the money to just hang in there. <laughs> 
What do you think? You know, and, and Huckabee tends to disappear between debates. He pops up here and there, but really doesn't seem to be doing that many events. Uh, and Carly Fiorina, I think somebody, uh, I think I read where she had the most time last night. Uh, you know, she had some good lines, but again, I did not sense that she garnered any traction. I, I Again, I thought Chris Christie did the best, but he's been so far down that I'm not sure it makes that much of a difference. Now, Governor Kasich uh, tried last night at the right at the outset to go after both Trump and Carson by uh, highlighting what he says are their fantasy numbers on their tax and budget plans. He got a little way into it, but then Trump really uh, gave him the back of the hand. So uh, the governor was, in talking with us afterward, was upbeat about what happened, but I didn't sense that it was a game changer for John Kasich. He still has one edge, though, over those other people down below, and that is his numbers in New Hampshire are still pretty good. He's been spending money in New Hampshire, and that that has helped him in New Hampshire. So it'll be interesting to see what happens over the next several days, you know, when some of the early polls next week come out to see if there is any movement. And relative to Carly Fiorina, she didn't have a breakout moment, but she was just stellar, articulate like she was before. And too often what happens is if you do really, really well in one debate, people expect you to move it up to the next level. That may not be a next level to go to, but she did get a lot more minutes, as you pointed out, which I think should work in her favor. But uh, Huckabee, you know, and then let's let's talk Huckabee. Let's I'm talk concerned about that, he, that, he, that he might be running out of money. That that'd be too bad. Go ahead. No, that's definitely, listen, uh, people have been talking about that, and I think it is important to think of. You know, when you look at Trump and Carson, I don't think that either of them did badly nope. yesterday. Nope. But, uh, you know, they didn't take the bait and really get into the mud or anything like that. So it's a situation right now where I, I think coming off of this, probably Carson, uh, he doesn't lose any steam. Trump doesn't lose any steam. But I bet Rubio and maybe even Cruz pick up a little. And then you have to you have to say that the, the news media, I think, really has between its teeth right now the Jeb Bush story. And that, I think, is the one to watch, because when you start getting questions of, hey, are you going to be around for a while? Are you right. in trouble? Is your campaign in trouble? Yep. You know, that's that's not what you want to be answering. I would agree. So, like I said, time is going to tell. Well, we now have a new Speaker of the House. I'm sure you heard the news, even though you weren't back in D.C. Paul Ryan. No, you want to know something real nerdy, Herman, as I was driving here to this Ben Carson event, I was listening to uh, C-SPAN radio on the car radio and listening to the the roll call of uh, uh, for speaker. I was interested. I don't know at this point in time. I haven't seen exactly how many people voted for Dan Webster, but there were a few. I think Dave Brad of Virginia, the guy who beat Eric Cantor last year, was the first one to vote for Webster. I heard Louis Gohmert vote for Webster as well. But there were a couple other notable members of uh, sort of that more conservative freedom caucus who stuck with Paul Ryan and voted for him. And I think that's a pretty good indicator for Ryan right now that he will have some sort of a honeymoon uh, as we go forward. Now, of course, the question is, how long is that going to last? I, I do think, you know, Ryan's got the chance to try to refocus everybody on on issues and on, you know, moving forward with the uh, uh, with the party and its ideas. It's not going to be easy, though, because we do have some people in the Republican Party who are, you know, they're independent operators, for lack of a better description. They have their own idea and don't like what the leadership has come up with. So this is a a great day for Paul Ryan, but we'll see how long it lasts. Well, you know, it can be very, very vicious when you get in that seat trying to herd 434 (laughs) cats, okay? It's a a cat herding job, as you know. Uh, the Carson event, you said that he's going to do a presser with uh, some media people and then go into a larger event there. 
Yeah, we've got a room uh, that's, I'm, I'm just outside of it right now, probably about uh, 10 cameras. Most of the TV networks are here and some of the locals as well. And then there's uh, sort of an auditorium that's just next to this where I would I would guess uh, hundreds of people are. There was a big line. I put it out on Twitter a little while ago when I got here. That was an hour ago. There was a big line of people that were already in there, and it looks like it's going to be a big crowd. One of my colleagues went in there to interview some people. You know, what's the best thing to do? Talk to the voters and see what they think. And he came back sort of shaking his head and smiling, and I said, how did it go? And he said, well, I didn't find anybody that was not going to support Carson. So this is one of those events where uh, the faithful are truly here. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, sometimes, though, I I do have to say when you go to these events as a reporter, especially in New Hampshire and in Iowa, you often find people who are there just to sort of check things out. Yeah. Uh, They may not be a a Carson supporter or whomever, but they're there just to sort of see. But in this case, I think in in, in a state like this that's not on the front lines, you're going to turn out here for a reason, and that's because Ben Carson is here today. So when do you head back this way? Uh, later today, actually, and okay. there is Ben Carson across the way being uh, shepherded in a golf cart uh, with about uh, 25 people walking around him. I don't think there's going to be any chance that he's going to stop and look at me, uh, judging by the glare of the <laughs> security people around him who are looking at me uh, with a somewhat quizzical look. So go, uh, I am going to head back. I, I, I'm on Herman Cain's show. How about, yeah. a, how about a sound bite? I don't, I don't think I want to try. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm on live. You don't know me. Come on my radio program. Exactly. We're live, Ben. Uh, but he's given a wave of support to people as he's uh, riding by right here. It looks like he's sipping on a cup of coffee and having something to eat as well as he's going by with his aides jogging alongside this golf cart with a uh, very large law enforcement officer sitting on there keeping watch over everybody. Look, again, I think he leaves here in in a pretty good spot. um, I'm not going to be surprised to see those numbers keep going up for him. He he didn't make any mistakes last night. He didn't hit it out of the ballpark, but I'm not sure he had to do anything like that, Herman. So uh, as he walks into this room and comes into this news conference, uh, uh, I think he, he and his people probably feel pretty good about where they are after this third debate. Our next debate is in 12 days in Milwaukee. In Milwaukee, that one's going to be sponsored by Fox Business uh, Network, right? You are correct. Not only Fox Business, but also the Wall Street Journal will be in on that. And I'm sure there'll be an awful lot of uh, uh, scrutiny as to how they ask their questions, and it'll give those people who are going to be the moderators uh, something to think about because, you know, there there are ways to ask questions, and maybe there are ways not to. I mean, I look at the one of the first that was asked of Donald Trump last night, and I think I'm paraphrasing here. It was something like, um, are you running a comic book presidency? You know, and I've, I've always thought about the way I ask questions. You know, I've always thought about the way I ask questions of lawmakers, especially in politicians, and and that is, if you give them an out, if you give them an avenue to not answer your question, they will take that every single time. (laughs) And so by asking it that way, instead of just asking a direct question about his economic plans or about questions about them, you gave Donald Trump immediately the chance to veer away and not answer your question and instead tee off on you. And the last thing you want to be as a reporter or somebody asking a question is sort of the substance of the story. You want to throw a question out there that elicits substance, not uh, something that causes you to be in the middle. So, again, we can all have different ideas about what the best way is. Uh, I would do it a little differently, but that's what happened last night. The good news is, even though they tried to ask a lot of gotcha questions, there was a little bit of substance that came out relative to things like taxes and what they would do, etc. And in the next debate, I assure you, I saw that Neil Cavuto is going to be one of the moderators, and they are probably going to ask a lot of questions, more in-depth questions about the economy and taxes and the stock market and the federal. I, I just anticipate it's going to be a lot of 
economic substance that time. Just anticipating based upon knowing some of those moderators. Well, Jamie, you travel safe, my friend, and uh, get back to D.C. where you can be the most connected man in D.C. and not just the most connected man in Colorado. Sounds good, Herman. I'll talk to you tomorrow from D.C., buddy. We'll see you. Thanks a lot.